this was going into my last semester of college. So I only had one semester of my, my senior year. And um, I was going into that semester. I was applying for jobs because I just gave up the entrepreneurial uh, ambitions at the moment and couldn't get it. I mean, I, Wally, I couldn't get a job anywhere. And I was applying at marketing agencies for like low level positions that I was more than qualified for. Um, but I could not get a job anywhere. People wouldn't even give me a call back from my, my resume or, uh, or cover letter. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and you're listening to Men of Abundance with Wally Carmichael. You must be prepared to ignite. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What is going on, Men of Abundance? I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, showing you how to live a life of abundance in family, faith, finances, and fitness. And listen, I got to tell you, I am having an absolute blast sharing all of these conversations with you. First off, I get a chance to have conversations with some of the most amazing people in the world. All of these people, well, most of them are the unsung heroes, the people you've never heard about that are absolutely living amazing lives and paying it forward to the community in huge ways. These are typically the people and the stories you are not hearing about in your news feeds. That's why I feel listening to this show and shows like it and reading books and getting into content and information about amazing people doing amazing things can completely negate all of the crap that people are telling you that the world is coming to an end. We are living in better times today than we ever have and it's only going to get better from here. And listen, anytime you hear a good news story about people doing amazing things in the world that is completely contrary to the junk that we see on the news, then make sure you pay it forward and share that story with everyone. It's an excellent way to lift up your spirits as well as others. And to me, it's a whole lot better than sharing a video of two girls fighting in McDonald's. That's just rubbish. Nobody wants to see that. Okay, obviously people want to see that. I don't want to see that and I'm certainly not going to share it. I would rather see and hear about stories like the one I'm going to share with you today. So be abundant in your actions today by paying it forward and sharing men of abundance with others. You are going to lift them up. They will come back and thank you. And I personally thank you for it. And check this out. During this conversation, towards the end, you're going to hear Zach mention this, so I'm going to give him credit for it, because this is a really cool way for you to share this podcast and this episode with others. Take a screenshot of your phone while the episode is playing, and then post that image on Instagram, Facebook, or whatever it is that you're on, and make sure that you tag myself and Zach. So step one, get connected with Zach and I on Facebook and Instagram if you're not already done so already. Then take the screenshot with this episode playing on your phone and then post it on social media and tag Zach and I. And of course, tag anyone else and everyone else who you feel may want to hear this conversation. Now, our featured guest today is a lead generation expert, social media consultant, and public speaker. He runs a Facebook advertising agency called So Zesty that focuses on generating leads and online sales for his clients via Facebook ads. 
He also interviews entrepreneurs on his podcast, The Art of Obtaining Clients, and he gets them to share their strategies on how they have built six, seven, and eight-figure businesses. Men of Abundance, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Zach Hesterberg. Zach, welcome to Men of Abundance, brother. How are you doing? Wally, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Uh, second of all, I'm doing very, very well. How are you? Awesome. I'm doing great, man. And, and as we just realized, we've met face to face not too long ago when you were standing there helping out JLD and Kate in their, in their booth at PodFest. Good to see you again. <laughs> yeah, you too. I uh, had no clue that you were going to be interviewing me in a couple months. But, Isn't that crazy? Uh, <laughs> right. Dude, I got so many people that get referred to me and I get them on my calendar. And quite frankly, I'll be, I just, there's so many, I just don't look at them until the, the, you know, unless it's somebody I actually happen to know, but a lot of the folks I don't know yet. So I get to meet you for the first time on the show and it's really exciting to do that. Well, in this case, the second or third time, because we did talk <laughs> a couple of times at PodFest. Right. Very cool. So where are you at in the world today? Uh, right now, just outside of St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, if you ask me that question in like two months, uh, I'll actually be in Nashville moving there. Is that right? What's taking you to Nashville? Uh, actually getting married. Uh, so my fiance, she just got accepted to Vanderbilt's PhD program mm -hmm. to study uh, cancer biology. So uh, we'll be wow. moving to downtown and she'll be studying and I'll be uh, doing the same thing I, I still do because I, I have location neutral income. Love it, man. Absolutely love it. We're going to get into exactly what that is because that is intriguing to many and specifically to me. And that's part of the reason why I do what I do with Men of Abundance is I get to have these amazing conversations with people who are doing Oh, I'm just so intrigued the way people make money these days. There's so many ways. It's just endless. So before we get too much into our conversation today, I'd like to start out with an attitude of gratitude, brother. What do you have to be grateful for today? Man, what don't I have to be grateful for? Honestly, like <laughs> there are so many things. I mean, from the small things of specifically today, I'm just going to say health. Um, I, I've, I've had a couple of people in um, just in my, my network that have passed away recently uh, that are my age from my like, car accidents and whatnot. So just health and life. Uh, and then also I'm, I'm engaged and about to be married. So I'm very, very thankful right now. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful, man. And you're starting your life off so far ahead of where I was at, at your age. Uh, quite frankly, I turned 50 next week and um, I just wished I had it. I thought I had everything figured out. Fact of the matter is I had nothing figured <laughs> out, man. <laughs> <laughs> right. You seem to have much more figured out than I did at that point in time. And congrats to you, man. Congrats to you and your fiance. Well, you thank know. you very much. Absolutely. So as you know, here on Men of Abundance, man, we like to get to know the man behind the abundance. So if you would, tell us a little bit about yourself, but more specifically, how would you describe yourself? Yeah. So uh, first first and foremost, I'm going to have to say I'm a Christ follower. I, I love God. Uh, he is my my Lord and Savior. Um, that then leads into I'm a soon to be husband, and I my other aspect of life is my business. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur and and marketer at heart. Um, I've always had a passion for marketing, and I just didn't realize it was actually marketing. Uh, so all the way even back in in high school, I was the leader of our fan section, and I was always trying to figure out how can I get more people to go to the games. Uh, so I was printing off 400 flyers and taping them around school, and I didn't even know that was marketing at the time. But that mm -hmm. kind of led into what I do now, which is uh, a lot of Facebook ads and, and social media marketing. Yeah, that's amazing. And and when it comes down to it, you know, I've heard it said many times from many, you know, I use the term gurus lightly, but, you know, people that try to coach people in business and, and marketing. 
And they, all the books and everything say if you're a business owner, you're a salesman, and you're a marketer. And while I somewhat agree with that, I kind of don't, only because of what I'm doing now as a business and marketing strategist is business owners should do their, whatever they are in their business. If you've ever read, I think it's, um, I don't know if it's, I forget which one it is, the E-Myth, I think it is, talks about yeah. you're either an entrepreneur, you're a technician, or you're a manager. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, you're all three. But eventually, if you're going to grow, you got to differentiate who's who, and they all, you can't be all three. And I say that because I talk to chiropractors. I talk to p- contractors. They're great technicians. They're great at what they do. They have no business <laughs> being a business owner. They own the business. I agree. But they, know bi- they have no business being a marketer. They have no yep. business being a salesperson. They should have other people on their team or hire somebody like myself or yep. hire somebody like you who is an expert in Facebook and getting their name out there in the right way and telling their story and making them you know, um, more visible than the next guy, which we're going to get more into as well. But what are your thoughts on that? Uh, no, a hundred percent true. Um, I mean, pretty much every single client I've ever worked with, that is the case. Uh, luckily those people understand that they are technicians, uh, or maybe managers and, uh, and some of them are entrepreneurs as well, but, uh, most of them realize they're not marketers and they, they can't do everything in their business, uh, which is why they hire me. But I think that's honestly why a lot of people go out of business mm-hmm. or stay in the small business realm because, they start their business because they're good at a craft or they're good at their service or they like making their little pots that they sell online, but they really have no clue how to sell it. And um, when you don't encompass all of, of the aspects of business uh, that are under an umbrella, um, your business is obviously going to lack in multiple areas. Yeah, absolutely. And what most of them do, I like using chiropractors because I work with them quite a bit, but a chiropractor learns how to be an amazing chiropractor in school. They don't teach you much, if anything, about business. So when they do open their own business, what they do is they look at the people down the street, they look at the next guy, and they basically follow what they're doing as far as putting an ad in the, in the yellow pages, putting ads, you know, putting up a billboard, and it's all garbage. Right. It's, it's wasted money, and while they're getting a 5 to 8% conversion, they think, well, that's what everybody else is getting, so I'm good. Right. I, we can, I mean, goodness gracious, you know the deal. We can push them <laughs> way past that with just a few tweaks to their marketing. But man, that's exciting that you that you figured that out at a young age and you really got into it because, quite frankly, that's where the fun is at. That's what it is for me. Anyway, it is. You know. So yeah, it's, go ahead. Oh, oh, I was just going to say it's a blast uh, being able to be creative. But I, I, as long as you have systems to it, because if you just solely rely on being creative, you're you're going to drive yourself and mm. really insane. But uh, as long as you kind of have a system behind how to be creative and really how to uh, have some fun with marketing, whether that be your own business or other people's businesses, mm-hmm. uh, it, yeah, it, it makes for a fun career. Yeah, it really does. And I'm imagining you're much like, like I am, for instance, when you talk, because you're talking about systems and that's every business is about systems, especially if you're going to scale, you can't scale without systems in place. But once you've worked on one industry, then you've got that down for that industry. And you can just, you know, wash and repeat, wash and repeat, just keep going through that whole process. Because you know, it works, you could, you have a, a, you have data behind it, you yeah. know, it's predictable. Yep. You know, yeah, it's different per region a little bit, but it's predictable. And then you just go out there and just get it done, man. That's awesome. Yep. yep. So how did it move all into, um, well, let's get into the kick in the gut moment. I want to talk about this because this generally, I like to bring this up first because it generally kind of pushes us into 
what we're doing today. It changes the trajectory of our life. And what I'm referring to is that, that kick in the gut moment that kind of takes us to our knees. So if you would share with us a kick in the gut moment and really make us feel that. Yeah. So first of all, uh, I, I have to say, I don't, I'm not going to have uh, one of those moments where uh, I've listened to some of your other awesome interviews and some people have lost hundreds of thousands of dollars. And uh, right now I have not, luckily, <laughs> I have not had an issue like that, but uh, mine was a little bit more personal, but it 100% affected my business. Mm -hmm. um, it was back in, well, I guess it was about three years ago, almost from today, uh, I had started my business whenever I was in college. I just kind of fell into the opportunity to do some marketing for some local businesses. And uh, my clientele has changed over the years. But um, whenever I started, I had two different clients. And I just knew, like I was studying a lot of success books and I was listening to a lot of podcasts. And I knew at the time that there was a... Uh, there was a path to getting out of like your typical lower middle class background. And that's where I was always coming from. And so I had naturally a lot of people in my network that were also low middle class. Uh, and also college, uh, you're surrounded by a bunch of negative influences and um, just people that just really don't care about uh, much other than partying. Mm. <laughs> and so uh, anyway, I had a couple clients and I also had a girlfriend at the time that I, I, uh, loved and I thought I was going to be spending the rest of my life the, my life with. And I remember getting to the point that my mindset had outgrown everyone else in my network and including her. And I realized that a lot of these relationships were just not going to be relationships that I could carry on in my future if I wanted to get to that next step in my career. And so I started breaking off some of these relationships. Uh, so I broke off my relationship with her, uh, broke off um, kind of naturally, but broke off a lot of my, my relationships with friends at the time that just did not care at all about what I was doing. They were not supportive at all. Um, so I just started kind of doing my own thing. Unfortunately, <laughs> whenever I end a long-term serious relationship and uh, start getting rid of some of these friends, um, right now at the time of this recording, it is coming up on May which was exactly how it was in school, which means that uh, summer was right around the corner. So all of this happened and then summer hit and I was lonely, like straight, I mean, by myself, completely alone. Um, and then the <laughs> still trying to manage uh, a couple clients, um, I was just by myself and I was, I was lonely and didn't really know what to do then ended up losing those clients. And so then I went from having a bunch of friends, an awesome relationship with my girlfriend uh, and some clients to then having no friends because all of my, well, I pretty much got rid of all of them, got rid of the girlfriend uh, and lost my clients. And I was alone for the summer. I'm like, man, this is miserable. I fell into a very, very deep depression. Uh, couldn't even get myself out of bed in the mornings. Like I was, it, it was not fun. And then to get myself outside of, uh, well, to get myself outside of that, I was like, man, I, I have to have some type of structure to my schedule. And I had to take that, uh, take a pill of, of swallow the pill of pride and finally just said, all right, screw it. I just have to go get a job at this point and, um, couldn't get a job. So then I ended up having to work with my dad doing construction, which was awful because I went from having the, the, the laptop lifestyle for a little bit of it in college and then went to doing hard manual labor construction in a hot, mm. uh, humid summer. So that was, that was probably the kick in the gut moment for me. And that's a triple kick in the gut, brother. An entrepreneur <laughs> having to go back to work and on top of that, having to go back to work for your dad. Yes. Oh, my yes. Lord. 
Yeah. It, it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun, but um, I have a lot to be thankful for, honestly. And, and I think a lot of really anyone that's going to have that kick in the gut moment can look back on it and say, man, that was so needed. All of it was needed. Yes. Um, and, and it was, it was really not to be metaphorical or cheesy, but it was really that pulling back the arrow ready to launch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that's part of the whole reason why I bring up the kick in the gut moment, because every single one of them and every one of the conversations I've had over 250 at this point, um, across the board, it's like, I don't know where I'd be had it not been for that event in my life or those events in my life. I mean, it's all all part of the growing process, man. Right, right. So what's next? So you you (laughs) get through that, obviously, because you're not working for your dad today. Um, Correct. You're not doing manual labor and you're, Correct. you know, location and, independent, man. Yes. Yes. And have great uh, other relationships. So, um, yeah, I definitely got through it all. Um, it was tough, but so for me, it started with, I just like, uh, I, I don't know about the the people listening to the show, but I, like I said, from the very beginning, I'm, I'm a follower of Christ and I turned to God in just a whole lot of prayer, uh, really got connected to my church and really started getting my priorities straight. And when that happened, then everything else started clicking. And I finally realized like, there's no way that God actually had those past plans for me. Like uh, of, of, for instance, the girl I was still hung up on and I was like, there's no way that she was meant for, for my future. And some of those other friends were not meant for my future. Like he has, I'm, I'm, I, I know he has more in store for me and um, just turning to him provided a lot of fulfillment. And then from that point, I was able to start thinking more logically instead of emotionally and so then at that point, I, uh, I read a book called The 10X Rule. Mm. And, um, Grant Cardone, oh, I, for you, those yes. of you out there who don't know The 10X Rule, yeah. I've got it right here on my shelf and on audio. Yeah, it's a, it's a very, very good book. Actually, uh, I listened to the audio, so I didn't uh, read it. But I listened to the audio, and this was going into my last semester of college. So I only had one semester of my, my senior year. And um, I was going into that semester, I was applying for jobs because I just gave up the entrepreneurial uh, ambitions at the moment and couldn't get it. I mean, I, Wally, I couldn't get a job anywhere. And I was applying at marketing agencies for like low level positions that I was more than qualified for. Um, but I could not get a job anywhere. People wouldn't even give me a call back from my, my resume or, uh, or cover letter. So at that point, I'm like, man, I guess God is, is pointing me back in the direction of entrepreneurship. If I can't get a job, he's... I, I suppose I'm, I'm meant to go back into entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And um, at that point, that's whenever I read The 10X Rule. And that book completely changed things for me as far as it, it gave me that gave me that spark again, um, really propelled me into massive momentum. Uh, I went, I wrote an ebook um, within like seven days, published it on my website, redid my entire website, uh, and got a client all within like seven to 10 days of reading that book. Um, so <laughs> I, I realized that I was taking, uh, or that I really wasn't taking near enough, uh, steps and, and near enough action in the past, read this book, started thinking bigger and started thinking more clearly and, uh, went out and, um, started to propel into the journey that I'm currently on now. Wow. Interesting. What do you think was the, one of the main reasons why you weren't able to land any of those jobs that were, that you were qualified for and more than qualified for? So I think there are two reasons. Um, the, the one was I, I truly think that this was, it, it, it was not what I wanted to do in the first place. 
And I, I think uh, whether that be the universe or God or whoever that is for you, I, I think there is a funny way of being told sometimes of, of saying this is not for you. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that was that. But as far as logically speaking, if I have to just instead of go uh, theological there, if I just want to go straight logical, the only thing that I can imagine is whenever I knew that I wanted to start a marketing agency in college, uh, I didn't know how to, so I said, well, the most logical thing to do then would be let's go get an internship at a marketing agency. And I already had like three other internships and they were all marketing related. And so then I just went and got this other internship with another marketing agency, uh, one of the best ones or, or largest ones in St. Louis. And um, <laughs> within about seven days after the internship ended, I had my first client, my company had officially started. Mm -hmm. And so when you look at my uh, paper resume, you see, oh, I was working at a marketing agency and the very next month I started my own. Mm -hmm. And so I imagine uh, with me applying at other agencies that they were probably thinking, oh, well, he's probably just looking for another tactic he could learn from us and uh, he'll, be, he'll be quitting sometime shortly after. So yeah. that's, that's the only logical thing that I can play out in my head. I'm sure that's common in that industry, quite frankly. Uh, so that, that would make sense that they would think that. I choose the first one, quite frankly, yeah. divine intervention. Uh, right. It was definitely a thought process that was being sent out uh, and the energy in your resumes and your cover letters. I know this because as I was transitioning from the military, applying to easily 60, 70 jobs, more than qualified for, mm -hmm. um, for sure. But in my mind was like, that's not what I want. Right. It, it just wasn't. This is what right. I wanted right here, what I'm doing now today. And it was divine intervention. It was, right. you know, and, and quite frankly, it's, you talk about a kick in the kick in the gut. I mean, consistently, you know, applying and getting rejected and rejected and rejected. And you're like, what? That, that takes a toll <laughs> on you after a while. It does. It Especially really does. even after face-to-face -face interviews. And, you know, it's just, yeah, it really takes a toll on you. And I can see how a lot of guys can just like throw their hands up and quit. Otherwise, do what you and I have done and take matters into our own hands, right? <laughs> right, right. God willing, of course. Well, that that is freaking amazing, man. And I dig where you're at today. And how, you know, just out of curiosity, how did you get connected? How did you end up at the booth uh, with JLD and Kate? Yeah. So JLD and Kate, that entire connection came from uh, one of my, well, okay. So let's try to make this a long story short. So one of my mentors in college, um, he is, uh, he and I are still good friends, but back in college, whenever I was finishing up with my sophomore year, he, no, finishing up with my junior year. This was actually the summer that I was going through this depression. Uh, so whenever I just finished up with that year, my mentor realized that I was just not in a good spot. And he's like, Zach, you got to, you just got to get out of the house. You got to get around more, uh, more success oriented people and just go have some fun. He's like, I have an opportunity for you. Uh, and his name is Jay Austin and Jay was actually uh, he was helping orchestrate really the entire, uh, volunteer aspect of podcast movement back in 2016 in mm -hmm. Chicago. And so he was in charge of just finding as many volunteers as possible for them and then giving them all job descriptions and, and managing them while, uh, while the conference was going on. And he's like, Zach, I know you really well. Um, I think that you'd be a really good spot for this, this position for, uh, essentially being a, kind of an usher for all of the sponsors. So just go help them get set up. And then after they're set up that first day, just walk around from booth to booth and just get them 
anything they need. And uh, he's, he's like, I, I know you're a very helpful guy. You're a very friendly guy. I, I think you'll do really well at this. So I said, all right, any chance to get away from construction for four days? That sounds great to me. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, <laughs> I went with him, uh, met him up in Chicago and uh, did this. And the first day I helped out John and Kate. Um, they needed like duct tape for something for their booth. And at the time I had already been listening to their podcast because uh, I was already listening to a bunch of podcasts and they were one of my favorites. Um, and anyone in the business industry knows that John has a huge podcast called Entrepreneur on Fire or mm-hmm. Entrepreneurs on Fire. And so I was like, man, like, oh my gosh, that's John Lee Dumas. Like I was totally fanboying. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I went up to to him and Kate and I said, Hey, like I'm, I'm Zach. I'm going to be your guys essentially your usher for this conference. Let me know if there's anything I can do for you. I got them taped. That was pretty much all I needed. Didn't talk to them the rest of the day. This was the day before the conference officially started. And me and my friend, Aaron, who was just another volunteer, uh, we went out that night and we're getting a couple drinks at a, uh, a bar not too far from the, uh, the hotel called Howl at the Moon. It's like a karaoke bar. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had no plans on meeting anyone there. But all of a sudden, we look over and John Lee Dumas and Pat Flynn are there having some drinks. We're like, no way. Like, what, what are the odds of this? And they were not uh, bombarded with, with other fans and they weren't with anyone else. So we didn't see a reason that like we didn't feel that we'd be imposing if we just went up and said, hey. And we did. And John's like, hey, you're the guy that got me tape earlier. And we, we pretty much partied the rest of the night. And uh, so that's kind of how that connection happened. I helped them out the rest of the conference. And then I saw them again at Social Media Marketing World uh, the following February over in San Diego. And Kate saw me at a networking event there. And she saw me from across the room and she kind of fingered, uh, she like, she kind of um, like, she, she used her hand and, and kind of like waved at me to like to come over to her. So like, oh my gosh, all right, like, Okay. So I went over and she's like, Hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> and I was like, I'm just working this conference. She's like, cool. Is that just what you do? Like, do you just work conferences? I was like, no, I actually, I have a, I have a marketing company. Uh, I, I run Facebook ads for people. She's like, cool. So do you like working conferences? I'm like, yeah, that's, that's why I'm here. I just, yeah, just volunteering. She's like, awesome. I want your business card. So I gave her my business card. And uh, the next morning she, uh, I, I had woken up to an email from her and John saying that they had talked and they were saying, you know, we, we go to a lot of conferences, we meet a lot of people, and it's not uh, common that we recognize someone from one conference to the next conference uh, after only seeing them once. They're like, we had recognized you because you were so helpful and so friendly at Podcast Movement. Um, and she's like, we would love to have you actually work our booth for us at uh, the next Podcast Movement in Anaheim. And so that was how that connection was made. And now I've helped them out at multiple podcast movements as, as well as podcast or uh, as well as Podfest. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how that entire connection uh, sprouted. That is an amazing, amazing story, man. I love stories like that because it's all about the connections. I mean, look, you and I originally, this is funny, actually, you and I originally got connected by Mark Taylor, right? who, who has the, um, goodness, what is his podcast? Education on Fire. Him, yep. My son and I were on his podcast back in September, 2017. Okay. Uh, episode 36. So that I was still in Hawaii. I was still recording episodes out of the cab of my Toyota Tacoma back then. But <laughs> that particular episode was recorded in my in my kitchen or in my dining room uh, in my beach house there in, in Hawaii. And then somewhere along the line, he got you and I connected. And then as we were talking pre-show, we realized you and I actually met face-to-face at PodFest this last time because uh, mm-hmm. you were at the JLD and uh, Kate's booth. It's just, guys, listen, this, this story is so important because I want you to get from this 
the connections that you get. One, from somebody making a suggestion that they think is good for you and you being able to make that transition to not go to work that day in the construction, whatever it is that you're doing, go to a conference. And I speak very highly of conferences. You know, I can sit and listen to Tony Robbins day in and day out, watch his videos, and I have done for years. But when I went to the, his first, uh, my first um, UPW, Unleash the Power Within, back in November, life-changing. Completely, right. even though I, everything he said on that stage was stuff I have heard a hundred times before. But to see him face-to-face and be there networking with all the people and all the connections that I made at that conference, then the connections I made at PodFest, I got a handful. I mean, I could show you this. You're, you guys aren't able to see it, but Zach can see just a handful yeah. of business cards here. And that's just the business cards. I'm not even talking about the ones I took pictures of their you know, badge and all that kind of stuff. The connections are just amazing, and that leads to opportunities. So many people are out there trying to get ahead in life or trying to catch a break while they're sitting in their own little cubbyhole, their own little circle, and not get putting themselves out there and not going out to meet other people. It just makes a huge difference in your, in your life, no matter what it is that you do. It does. It does. I really couldn't say that much better myself. Um, I know that uh, even more uh, crazy as far as a string of people that I've met from John Lee Dumas, I only know Mark Taylor because of John Lee Dumas uh, helping him out at his conferences. And Mark Taylor was a customer of John's. And so then he started coming up to the booth and he's like, oh, what's it like to work for John? And then I really don't work for John. So then that sprouted normal, uh, real, just genuine conversation. Mm -hmm. Uh, He really seemed to uh, get along with me. Uh, and then he's like, Hey, I would love to have you on my podcast. And then that's how that happened. And then that's how he and I, or he got you and I connected. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, something else to, to take away from this as far as like going to conferences or, or helping out and, and looking for opportunities is saying yes to just being open to saying yes to things. And I was thinking about this earlier, uh, earlier this morning, actually, before you and I hopped on this call was. I am actually currently in a completely opposite part of my career, which is I'm trying to start, I'm trying to, to get better at saying no, because I was saying yes to so many things for so long. My schedule started filling up with a bunch of medial tasks and, and things that were just not helping me advance in my career anymore. And now I kind of have clarity of where do I want to go? And it's easier to say no at this point. But mm-hmm. when you aren't really sure what's next for you and whether you're in that spot of depression or maybe you're just kind of going through the motions and you're not depressed, but you're not really living your best life, as some would call it, just start saying yes to all those opportunities around you, whether that be volunteering at, at church or a local nonprofit, mm-hmm. or maybe you have a friend that's trying to start a business and say, hey, can I help you out in any certain way? Like, Just look for opportunities, start saying yes to things, and you're going to start seeing very, very clearly what it is that's going to be next for you in life. What do you like doing? What do you not like doing? And uh, man, saying yes is so powerful, especially at that be- the beginning part of, of really your journey of, of entrepreneurship. Yeah, it absolutely is. I mean, initially, guys, you have to say, just put yourself out there and experiences and expose yourself to as much as possible. Um, and then you're going to get to some point where you have to throttle back and really start being more uh, cognizant and, and and protective of your time. Because ultimately, I personally don't want to be Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't want to work 12 hour days. Right. But initially, Gary will even tell you one of the things he used to say all the time is, Anytime somebody says, you know, well, you get on my podcast and there's, well, there's only a hundred listeners. Consider if, if, if I was asked to speak in a room full of a hundred people, I'd fly somewhere to do that. 
Yep. Right? Where I can sit in my house right here and talk to 30 people, 100 people on a podcast, right? And it, it just makes sense to be able to do that and then more and more people because from Entrepreneur on Fire, I got connected with so many people and some people I do business with now. Uh, same thing with Flip Lifestyle. Flip Lifestyle, uh, um, Shane and Jocelyn Sams, I heard on Pat Flynn's uh, podcast, you know, and uh, it's just the connections are just amazing uh, to be able to do that. So that's just awesome. So how are you paying it forward today? What are you doing now today that's paying it forward to the community with, you know, everything that you have going on? Right. Um, multiple ways. I don't really have a, a specific, like one only thing that I do. Uh, for instance, whenever I go get my, my morning Starbucks or, or an afternoon Starbucks, I make it a habit almost every single time I go to Starbucks. Um, I'll usually go inside. Uh, but then I, it's always awkward to offer to pay for the person like behind you in line. Cause they will like, they'll either not get what they actually wanted because they're like, Oh no, I don't want you paying for me. So instead I'll order my drink. And then I ask the barista, I say, Hey, whoever's next in line, uh, in the actual, in the drive through, I want to get their order real quick. So I pay for people's orders at Starbucks. Uh, something else I was talking to my fiance about was I was saying, Hey, when we get married, when we start going out on our, our normal date nights right now, we have a long distance relationship. So it's, um, it's harder to do this on a regular basis. But I was saying, hey, I want to make it a standard that we tip the bill. So if we go to, I don't know, if, if we go to whatever restaurant and it's like $42 for dinner, uh, I want to tip $42. I want to tip exactly what we just paid for for dinner. Um, my business, I have a giving back model in my business where I give to the uh, St. Louis, um, the Stray Rescue Foundation of St. Louis every single month. I'm giving them donations for taking care of dog surgeries, uh, paying for their medicine uh, for dogs that have bad, been badly uh, injured uh, or, or abused. And then the other way, which for me personally is the most fulfilling way is being able to, so at church, uh, we have a lot of people that go on like mission trips and typically when they go on mission trips, they have to ask for funding because most of them, it costs a couple thousand dollars and they just can't afford it themselves. Mm -hmm. And one of the most fulfilling things for me is being able to donate uh, significant portions of their donation requests um, just because I know that like they're doing such a great work for that's something I believe in. Um, and that's just, that's, that's just a couple of the ways that I, I like to give back. Man, that is amazing. All amazing ways to give back. And I greatly appreciate you for doing that. I never thought about the one at Starbucks cause I like going inside cause I like talking to people. <laughs> Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. But so I never considered, and I, and I like paying for the people behind me in line in the drive-thru, but I always thought the same thing about doing it inside, but I never thought about paying, you know, giving them to the next guy that's in line outside. That's pretty awesome, man. That's a good idea. I'm going to use it. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, there was one other thing I just totally, uh, I forgot about. So I was just thinking of financial, uh, financially giving back and something else I do that's not financial, uh, that's uh, still in what I would consider giving back is also super, super fulfilling, which is I like to volunteer to speak at a lot of the local um, high schools and middle schools. Um, they have like little career fairs through some, the, uh, an organization called Junior Achievement, uh, which pretty, pretty much is a, uh, it's an organization that teaches kids about entrepreneurship and financial skills. Um, and I love going back, uh, partnering with that organization and going back into these schools, uh, into my local community and being able to, to give speeches that are going to inspire these kids, um, and help them see that they can have a brighter tomorrow. Yeah, that's huge. I greatly appreciate you for doing that, man, because I, you know, something that I would personally like to do, and it might be a self-limiting belief, but quite frankly, I'm a lot older than you, uh, kids tend to, I mean, let's just face it for what it is. I mean, the kids like to listen to people that are a little bit closer to their age. A hundred percent. 
Yeah. So, and I've been there. I've done, I've done stuff like that in the past. So I appreciate you doing that, man. That's awesome. Yeah. So brother, we are at the point where we are going to pay it forward to our abundant leaders. You ready to do that? Let's do it. Excellent. So share one to three actionable steps that men of abundance can take today. Okay. So the first thing that I would say is I try, try, sometimes it's a little hard, but try to envision what do you actually want out of life? Um, I'm, I'm not going to be naive enough to think that every single person that's listening to this podcast is just wanting more uh, money. I, I guarantee some people are probably good out of money or they're, they're good on money right now and they're trying to figure out, I want a better relationship or mm-hmm. I, want, uh, I want better health. I want to lose 60 pounds. Um, so figure out what do you actually want out of life? What do you feel is going to be more fulfilling for you? And then just start reverse engineering that. So if you want to drop 60 pounds and you know that's going to help you with your mental clarity and your physical energy and being able to spend more time with your kids, then great. Let's, let's reverse engineer that. And then for the, in that case, it's going to say, well, go get a trainer, go hire a nutritionist, go start meal prepping, uh, go learn new recipes, like start doing things like that. But um, if you're not worried about your health right now and you're just saying, hey, I need more money, then there's a completely different path to reverse engineering. So I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, this is how you make more money when someone listening to your podcast needs help with their health or their relationships. No, absolutely. And you're spot on. There's a, there's a wide range of people that I've had people contact me and say, look, I make great money. Um, well, in this particular conversation was with a, a, a spouse, the wife, mm-hmm. and she said, my husband, he brings home great money, but he's just not here. When he's here, he's not here. He's completely disengaged and our relationship has suffered over it. Can you help him with that? That's a whole other conversation. But yeah, right. so the point is, is there's, there's people out there that are doing great financially. They're just not doing great, you know, in their personal life. And thanks for sharing that. That's amazing. Yeah. So what, um, you know, speaking of that, it, it all kind of comes down to rituals. What are the rituals that make the biggest impact in your life? Mm-hmm. So I like to try to have a morning routine. Um, my morning routine is always a little skewed uh, depending on the day, but uh, certain habits in general that I'm doing every single day, whether that be in the morning or sometimes I don't get to it until later in the day. Uh, I try to always wake up first thing in the morning, uh, drink a glass of water. Uh, or drink a, a full bottle of water, then move on to, I spend some time uh, reading the Bible and just in prayer. Um, that's, I mean, some people meditate, I do that. Um, and then from there, uh, this is what usually either, sometimes I do it in the morning and sometimes I do it later in the day, which is working out. Um, I, I find that my best work uh, and my, my best energy from putting into my relationships uh, and my best actual work for, for business is coming from whenever I'm in a state of actual physical health as well. And, um, it, I can think more clearly and, um, yeah. So I always try to make sure I work out uh, generally about five times a week. Excellent. Yeah. Great, great rituals. Very important. What are you reading or listening to that you would recommend to our abundant leaders and why? Yeah. So, um, right now, uh, there's actually a book that I've been reading by, uh, I think it's MJ DeMarco. It's called the millionaire fast lane. Incredible book. Um, that's for someone that's looking to, uh, better their finances, obviously. Uh, but that is, a really good mindset book on how to look at making more money. Uh, it really just a completely different mindset as far as compounding interest. Um, I've never thought about compounding interest in the way that he describes it. Um, different things about, uh, different businesses to start different roads to take. Um, really, really good book for that. But if you're maybe once again, not in that spot of, Hey, I don't, 
I don't necessarily need more money, but I need other things. Uh, I still encourage you to read that book that completely changed my, my trajectory a couple years ago, which is the 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. Um, it's, it's very goal-oriented and doesn't necessarily focus just on finances. So it's a really, really good book. Yeah. And the other point, you know, you said you mentioned mindset multiple times about the first book as well. And guys, I'm just going to quote, I think it's Jim Rohn that said this, or he's known for saying this is, you know, strive to billionaire, strive to be a millionaire, not because of the money that you will acquire along the way, but because of who you have to become mm. to reach that point. Uh, that's where a lot of people miss the point. You know, I, I hear, I see people post on Facebook, well, I'm going to be a millionaire. So I'll reach out to them and say, why? Why do you want to be a millionaire? You know, when it all comes down to it, it all, it all has to do with feelings. It yep. all has to do with how that's going to make you feel. And it all comes down to ultimately being able to have the relationships you want, live the way you want. Well, much of that you can do today. Right. Honestly. You right. Know? And in fact, you have to do that. There's a whole other conversation, but you have to be, have that mindset and you have to have that be in that state of mind to get to that point anyway. Besides the, the headaches at a million dollars when you're earning a million dollars is uh, <laughs> astronomical. Yeah. <laughs> but those are good yeah. problems to have. Yeah. Um, and, and, and something else I'm just going to touch on real quick is that if you are in that position, if you're listening to this interview and you're thinking, yeah, but honestly, like my life would just be so much better if I was making six figures or seven figures or however much, look, life's not ultimately like you're not going to personally be any more fulfilled making any extra money than you currently are now. If you're not fulfilled when you're broke or when you're just not super, super rich, you're for sure not going to be fulfilled when you're rich. I know people that are driving Lamborghinis, someone very specific that I'm thinking of off the top of my head. Uh, he has two different Lamborghinis. One's a, his daily driver and one's his weekend car. And that guy's miserable. And he's, uh, he'll openly admit that he's not super, like he's, he's just always looking for what's the next thing I could do because he's miserable. Money does not make you happy. Money is only going to amplify who you personally are in your core. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately it has to be something fulfilling. What is, what is, what is it that you're doing that's fulfilling, that's making you that level of income? Exactly. That's the important part. It's always about the, the, not a journey, but the destination, or let me rephrase that, <laughs> not the destination, but the journey. Right. Because right. you're going to keep wanting to go anyhow. So right. what do you feel holds most people back? We just brought some of it up right there. It was part of the part of that next question. What do you yeah. feel holds most people back from living a life of true abundance? Yeah. So I think there's a couple different things. Uh, there's one, which is, I don't think anyone uh, that's listening to the show would be in this position, which is there's a lot of people that aren't living their life of abundance because they don't want it. Um, I know a lot of people that I left in kind of my, I, I don't, whatever previous life, shall you say, that they really didn't want a better life for themselves. Uh, they didn't want to put in the work for it. And you can help them. You could try to give them as much advice as, they, as you can, and they literally don't want to listen to it. They don't want a better life. So that's obviously going to hold them back. But if you are listening to uh, the Men of Abundance podcast, you're clearly in a different mindset. So then at that point, I would say, um, honestly, I, I, I'm going to have to go with the environment. I mean, if you are maybe in that spot of, Hey, I want a better life for myself. I want to be healthier. I want to have better relationships or I want to make more money, but you're in a toxic environment of people that are only eating fast food around you, or they're only encouraging you to go out and party or all of your best friends are cheating on their significant others. Like if you're in that position, or maybe you're sur surrounded by a bunch of broke people, like it's going to be pretty freaking hard to get out of that unless you actually physically change your environment. 
Um, I mean, I, I think it's also Jim Rohn <laughs> that coined the, the, coined the phrase that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Mm-hmm. So if you want a better life and you realize that, but you're not getting any traction, audit your life and audit your relationships. Yeah, absolutely. That make the adjustments. If you can't physically get out of your location, out of your environment, then mentally do it. Get into audiobooks. You're obviously listening to Men of Abundance. Get into other podcasts. You know, that's ways you can at least mentally get out of there and then eventually physically get out of your environment. Great point. Absolutely love it. So what does being a man of abundance mean to you? Yeah, for me, it's, uh, <laughs> for me, when I look at abundance or when I think about the word abundance, um, I think of uh, I, probably a def- the, the dictionary definition, which is having so much that you're overflowing and you're giving to those around you. Um, for me, the, that starts with joy. If I'm not personally fulfilled and I don't have joy, which for me, once again, comes from my, my spiritual life and my faith, um, that is what's personally fulfilling to me. And that's what's overflowing my joy to, hey, I want to go bless other people. I want to go pay for their meals or I want to go... Um, go speak and, and inspire other people. But if I'm personally not fulfilled and personally not um, full of joy, I'm not going to want to do the other stuff and the other stuff's going to be meaningless to me. Um, so for me, it's all about how can I fill myself up with as much joy as possible? And that comes from, from God for me. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Wonderful, man. So we had a just amazing, amazing conversation, man. I greatly appreciate your input what did we not talk about today? Do you want to ensure that our abundant leaders get out of our conversation and how can we get more of you? Ooh, um, what did we not talk about? Well, uh, for anyone that is interested in marketing or business, uh, we didn't really talk actually much about marketing or business at all. And that is my actual uh, technical expertise. So uh, I could melt your face off with as much value of, of social media marketing and specifically advertising that you can possibly want. Uh, but not everyone on this show is going to want that. But if you do, I would say connect with me on, on Instagram. Um, Instagram, I'm very active on, or even my personal Facebook. Uh, I don't have the 5,000, uh, friends yet. So you're more than welcome to just shoot me a friend request. Uh, as long as you tag it with a message of saying, Hey, I was listening to this interview. And really uh, this goes for, for Wally or myself. If you guys are still listening to this interview at this point, you guys are a fan of Wally's show. Uh, or maybe you're listening to this just because, um, you saw me post about it and then you're just now hearing about Wally. Uh, guys, I want you to take a screenshot of this specific interview, uh, whether that be on your phone or maybe you're listening to it on the computer and you just take a picture of it uh, from your phone, but take a picture with it, or take a picture of it and then post it on your Instagram stories, tag myself. Uh, Wally, are you active on Instagram? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Wally yeah. Carmichael. So- Awesome. So tag myself, which is Zach Hesterberg and tag Wally Carmichael, um, or just shoot us a message on Facebook and, uh, and post that picture saying that you guys are listening to this show. Cause that's going to be the best way in my opinion that you could pay it forward to both Wally and I, which is letting your network know that you're listening to an awesome show. You're spreading the word of people that are also here to fulfill and bring other people up. Um, so yeah, post about it on social media and let us know. And so that way we can connect with you. Yeah, absolutely. Love that, man. That's really cool. And uh, we'll have your links for your Facebook and your Instagram all linked up in the show notes, guys. So don't worry about writing that down. Just go to the show notes, click on the link, and they'll take you right there to Zach's uh, Facebook and Instagram. Brother, it's been a great conversation. I knew it would be. Uh, this It's so cool to actually see you face-to-face again and uh, <laughs> connect with you. Um, Go out, live your life of abundance, man. Keep paying it forward because you are making a huge difference in the community. Thank you so much, Wally. It was, uh, it was a pleasure seriously being on your show. Thank you so much for having me and uh, keep doing what you're doing as well because this is a podcast that more and more people need to be listening to.
Awesome. I appreciate that, man. Take care. All right, guys. So your action step today is to go out, get connected with other people, put yourself out there, put yourself in front of people that you normally wouldn't put yourself in front of and challenge yourself to have difficult conversations. And the reason why I'm telling you to do this is because whether you're an entrepreneur or you're a wage earner, you're an employee, and you're looking for better opportunities, top communicators get the gig. And that's true for your dream job or landing your dream client as an entrepreneur. One of the top traits that employers look for when they're interviewing people, and I know this from my own experience because I've interviewed many for different jobs and different positions, we are looking for people who are good communicators. Aside from required credentials and certifications and degrees, communication is at the top of the list when it comes to the hiring decision. Everything else can be taught. And a couple great ways to hone your communication skills is to get out into public, have conversations, attend various networking events. There are many of them that are free. One that's free that I recently found out about is One Million Cups. I'd also recommend Toastmasters and many other events that are out there. Just put yourself out there, guys, and practice. Now go out, live your life of abundance, and guys, make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.